Welcome to Freedom Now Travel, Express Yourself, where we talk about experiencing freedom and passion through different kinds of travel. This season, we're talking with people from all over the world about living life as a vacation. It comes from a phrase I've been using about my own life since about 2006. It's how I describe my life. My life is a vacation. Maya Angelou says each person deserves a day away in which no problems are confronted, no solutions searched for. Each of us needs to withdraw from the cares which will not withdraw from us. Today, I talk with Mark Anderson about his life lived as a vacation. He actually withdraws from the cares by moving to his vacation spot. This amazing human had the bright idea of saying, hey, I don't have to get away to my vacation spot. I actually can live there. Brilliant idea. Why not surround yourself in a place that you actually would vacation to and call it home? What a way to live life as a vacation. Now check out why and how Mark did it in this episode. You'll hear how he didn't waste any time from the moment of revelation to making it happen. It was really stressful, honestly. My wife was on board with, with moving it, but it happened really fast, mm-hmm. faster than what she probably wanted. So it was kind of like going from, you know, okay, we have this idea and letting it germinate and like accepting it over time versus like we took our, that trip I was telling you about, it was like in September. And I was, I was like, okay, I really want to do this. And then by the end of October, we had put an offer on a house. <laughs> oh, that was so, very quick. Wow. So it was like two months, you know, really about two months of a uh, time between, hey, let's really look into this and putting it off around the house. We talk about life changing moments in travel, experiencing the experience and beyond the hustle and grind. This is Antonio Goodman, your host, and you're listening to Freedom Now Travel Express Yourself. Get ready for takeoff. Buckle up. Here we go. Well, we'll get started. So, you know, we're doing season three. My life is a vacation. And uh, a part of what that looks like for me is I really get to determine what it is I want to do, create a life I love and live it with passion. It's not enough just to say, hey, I love this life or love moments of the life, but actually an approach to living. And I'm interested in hearing what other people are out there doing who, who also say, hey, my life is a vacation, or they create moments where they actually get to declare that. If that means during vacation, that's exactly what I'm creating, a space for me to live how I want to live. Yeah. Maybe they haven't gotten to a place. So that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, love it. And let's start with an introduction. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm I'm Mark Anderson. I'm a husband and father of a little girl who will be two in early March. And, you know, in just about a year ago, my wife and I moved out to Colorado from Chicago. It was like our home base for the previous decade. But we moved out to Colorado to be close to the nature and hiking and camping that my wife and I have loved to do for you know, ever since we met. So yeah, we really love it out here and, and yeah, excited to talk to you today. Oh, that's really good. What what brought you to a decision like, let's pick up where we've been for over 10 years and let's head out somewhere where we can create something different, like enjoying nature? Yeah, it, it had been something stirring in my mind for probably three or four years. Like, hey, why don't we like move somewhere where we like to vacation? And we we took a trip in the fall of 2020, and that really like jump started the idea again. We we flew out to Portland, 
And I was like, God, this is just like, wouldn't it be nice to live somewhere close to the activities that we love to do? We went to the beach uh, like an hour outside of Portland and it was just incredible, just beautiful. It's like, it reminded me of why I love the outdoors and nature. And that jump started the conversation with my wife of like, okay, if we were to move, where would we go to? So we, we looked at a bunch of different places from mostly out west and landed in just north of Denver, Colorado and Port Collins. In that area, lots of trees and mountains and... The Front Range, which is like just just east of the mountains. If I peek out my window this way, I can see the mountains from my, from my window. And so, yeah, we spent a lot of weekends, you know, doing hikes over the summer. We went to, we're about an hour outside of Rocky Mountain National Park which was just just an insanely beautiful place um, that we spent a lot of time in the past. And um, yeah, there's mountains, you know, we, we, I've just taken up skiing as a, as a hobby. You have to in Colorado. So, How can you exactly, not? Exactly. So we're all about the outdoor activities. Not that you can't get that in the Midwest where we you know, do outdoor things in the Midwest where we were, but it's like, it's just another level here. So, so I want to emphasize the point you, wanted to move to a place where you already took vacations to. So that yeah. was the the thing that led you. And I love that thought. If we get away and this is our vacation spot, why not just live in the vacation spot? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And there's so many opportunities within an hour to two hours. There's a ton of things to do. Like I what? Could, like skiing. There's, there's probably, there's like within a two hour radius of us, there's a plethora of skiing ski resorts there's also a lot of hiking around us so as i mentioned rocky mountain national park is like an hour away there's a ton of hiking spots there just to the west of us there's horse tooth reservoir it's a man-made reservoir but it's like it's humongous it's like seven miles long wow and a lot of trails around there there's you know boulder colorado is like an hour away from us and there's outdoor activities i haven't looked into yet like snowboarding or shopping type of things there but the more importantly for me is there's a lot of hiking around there kayaking you know you're just getting uh, started i'm just getting started and there's another thing that we're also close to is a lot of national parks so there's rocky mountain national park but there's there's others like i think three or four others in colorado and then just west of colorado is utah which has i think four national parks and so that's one of the things that my wife and i really started doing when we first started dating was like, hey, what's a cheap way to take a vacation? And that's to drive to national parks and camp. <laughs> Since we started dating, we, we together, we've been to like 20 national parks. That's awesome. 60, 63, I think currently. Is yeah. there a plan to hit all of them? That's a life goal, yeah, to hit all 63, at least current 63. We've hit like the major ones, like the most popular ones we've been to. There's a lot of smaller ones that are just as majestic. There's a lot in Alaska, <laughs> which are kind of difficult to get to, but we have not been to any of those yet. And that I didn't know. In my head, for some reason, I thought Alaska might have like one or two big ones since there's a lot of land, but there are a lot of national parks there. Yeah, I think it's like 10 or more. Yeah. Wow. So this is major. What what did you do in the world or what do you do out in the world in terms of career or job or however you refer to it that allowed mm -hmm. you quote unquote allowed mm -hmm. you to say, hey, let's have a conversation about creating something different. Let's move to our vacation spot. Yeah. So my career is in accounting and finance. I worked every day in the office in Chicago up until mid-March of 2020, <laughs> like everybody else. 
<laughs> and what turned out to be a temporary remote situation became my job, at least. It became a, hey, we're going to let people work anywhere in the United States as long as you get buy-in from your manager. And uh, I was able to move out here and still make my job in Chicago. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So and my wife, she owns her own film production business. And so she can do that work as well with her business partner who's in Chicago. So they, in a way, they've kind of expanded their territory to include both Chicago and Colorado. <laughs> they certainly can so, put that on the books. That That's yeah, fantastic. It's a, it's a win-win for, for everyone. Yeah. So it's like stars aligning, situation, the situation showing up for you and you taking full advantage of it, being mm -hmm. able to, I guess, pivot. One yeah. conversation I had with someone, I loved it. We talked about <clears throat> shift happening and mm -hmm. you being in flow with this shift called dun, 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 COVID. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty major and, and quite impactful. And then allowing that to, to be something to flow into, you move into your vacation spot. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, the, the pandemic influenced a lot of things for a lot of people, I imagine, and it definitely did it in a big way for my wife and I. We decided not too long after the pandemic happened, like, hey, we talked about having a kid for a while. Why don't we try? So we had our daughter who was born in March of 2021. So my wife got pregnant not too long after the pandemic started. And then a few months after that, it's like, hey, let's reevaluate where we live. Wow. Uh, so I think uh, the pandemic was unfortunate for a lot of people, but it was also an opportunity to reflect and take advantage of shifts that we've wanted to do for a while. Mm -hmm. Real cool. And congratulations on daughter number one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the try was successful. You got what you were looking for. I love it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What role does travel, now that you've moved to your destination spot and, and, and you're living in a vacation zone, as it were, what role does travel play in that, if any? Oh, it plays a lot. There's a couple things in life that I'm really passionate about. One is travel. I love to be out in nature and travel and see new places. And two is through work that I've done with my church back in Chicago is really supporting people who are in committed relationships to have thriving relationships, particularly like married folks. I was like, how can I, I had a thought of recently, how can I combine like both passions in like a project. And so one of the things that I had an idea of was to to buy a trailer, like a travel trailer to use for myself and my family so we can you know go camping wherever we want. We've got like a home on wheels, if you will. And then also like rent it out to families or rent it out to people who might not have the know-how or the resources to buy a trailer themselves. And it's a it's a space for them to connect with like maybe it's a couple connect with each other or maybe it's a family to connect with each other doing something out in nature and being outside especially in national parks it's like i've never felt more free and alive mm. in my life that's it's just been doing those types of things like especially like a difficult hike like when you summit a mountain and get to the top and see the the vista it's like for me at least i've never felt more alive in that moment that's some powerful stuff this yeah. idea of feeling alive. I wonder if people actually get a glimpse of it. Would they get a glimpse of it on vacation? Do they get a, get a glimpse when, you know, they get to go home and take a nap or something like that? I don't know. Say a little more about that because there's a lot of energy behind what you're saying, feeling yeah. more alive. Yeah. So the first time I really experienced like feeling alive while traveling was I did a couple study abroad in college because I was 
that addicted to travel, but one of them was I, I studied abroad in Vienna, Austria, and we would take like weekend trips to different countries in Europe. And so we took a train to Venice, Italy, and just outside of Venice, there are several islands. And we took a boat out to some of the islands on a boat tour. And on our way back after like just the day, it was just like insanely gorgeous day. I remember, remember this for the rest of my life. I just remember like, you know, sitting like this, like with my, you know, <laughs> hand on my chin, looking out on the water and just like feeling so peaceful, feeling like, like I had no worry in the world. And it was all because I, I ventured out to see something new, to experience something new. And that moment was just perfectly encapsulated by feeling free and alive mm. and just really grateful for that moment. So that's kind of what I mean by that. It's just like, you know, when you put yourself in a position to travel and that kind of aligns with what you're interested in and, and you and you're with people who really support that, like it's gonna happen. Mm. <laughs> you're gonna have an amazing time and feel that. So that that's good stuff. So I'm just envisioning you in your thinker pose mm -hmm. <laughs> actually experiencing the experience. What stands out for me and yeah. what you just shared is there isn't just going to a place, there actually is the creation or, or maybe being open to being present to what you're experiencing in the moment. I've heard people talk about travel and it became more, at least in, in my listening, something about quantity over quality. And what stands out for me in this conversation is it really is about the quality of the experience that that has you want to go to travel so that you're experiencing freedom and passion through that. That's that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I had a friend who his way of traveling is like, you know, I got a like he went to Thailand or something. He like he had to like he'd only spend like you know, 12 hours in any one place. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I mean, if that works for you, but you know, he really hopped around. Like, he hopped, he really around, hopped that... around. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, he said he enjoyed it, which is fine. That's his experience. And for me, but for me, it's like, I want to, like, I want to experience the place, not just check it off, but experience the place. I love that you kind of pointed out to like, you know, experiencing the experience because it's like, you're really being intentional about creating that experience and having it be as enriching and rewarding as possible. Yeah. That's what traveling is about. It's about novelty. It's about having it be rewarding, experiencing something new, connecting with other people. It's about a lot of things. And, and that's how I at least like to embrace travel. That's your travel mode. You, you mentioned the word connectivity. That's what mm -hmm. also comes up being in places. And I like to travel that way too. I like to go to a place and actually connect to the space, to the people. I want to mm -hmm. feel connected. Sometimes I don't know how to do that, but it yeah. is through interaction and being present to the space. So yeah, the quality of or experience. Doing a podcast. Or, or doing a <laughs> podcast, right? Yeah, there's that. I can connect through you and then national state yeah. parks at least to the ones that I haven't been to through right. your experience. Absolutely. So yeah, love the idea of connecting. And I wonder if people who travel differently, who want to check it off the list, maybe they're just connected to the experience of movement, traveling, like I've done that and mm -hmm. I, get, I get to check that off my list. There's something to be said about that too, if, if that's yeah. the mode one prefers, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a sense of satisfaction of like if when you have a checklist of things to do and you get it done, it's like, yay. You know? <laughs> That's done. This is true. Yeah. 
Yeah. We'll pause here for a brief message brought to you by The Interpreted Life, LLC, committed to creating a world where everyone thrives using life design and intentional living. Maybe you or someone you know is figuring out life's next moves while in the midst of a change that you want to make or that you have to make. We coach people through that process by helping them live better, fuller, more extraordinary lives through sustained moment-by-moment thriving. The Interpreted Life, creating a life you love and living that life with passion. For more information, go to www.theinterpretedlife.com. Let's talk about what you do for work as an accountant. Mm -hmm. Is that something you love to do? Is it something that you fell into? It's something that I've fallen into that I've gotten good at. You know, my career is at least the last three, four years or or so, I'd say it's like looking at data and finding the nuggets and data to tell a story or to look at like areas of risk that need to be addressed or making sure that we're communicating the right things at the right times to people in the company or even external to the company. So it's something I enjoy doing because it's kind of like a puzzle to me. Like I got some data that I'm manipulating, taking a look at and and communicating what I'm seeing and creating a picture of what that data looks like. And I need to highlight certain things on that picture depending on who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. So someone who has a financial background, I can use jargon and use just numbers and they get what I'm saying. But someone who's not, like I need to paint a picture. I need to create a visual or you know, something like that. So you got to be wary of the different audiences of, of who's consuming the information that I'm putting out. And the reason I'm asking about whether or not you like what you do or it, you know the details of what you do, I want to talk about hustle and grinding. Being on the hustle and you got to grind, it's a big thing, in, at least in American culture, that we often see shown on television, on movies, and it gets applauded. So I'm challenging that to, excuse me, to some degree. And I wanted to see where does that fit for you? Because we're talking about my life as a vacation. And a job can be something that I either enjoy or don't enjoy, or it can fall somewhere in between. And for you, it's something you like. I want to know where does hustle and grind that concept fall for you, if at all? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, especially after having a kid, there's such a limited amount of time that I have available to even spend with my daughter. We drop my daughter off at daycare at seven, around eight o'clock in the morning. I start work, you know, when we get back home. I work till five, pick her up. By the time I get home, it's like 530. Then we start bedtime at around seven. So if I think about during the work week, how much time I really have to spend with my daughter, it's like an hour a day, Mm. right? (laughs) Um, Which, you know, it's not a lot, it's not a whole lot. And so after we had our daughter a couple of years ago now, it's like, you know, that, that time is really precious to be able to spend with her, just, you know, reading a book or coloring with her. The idea of hustling and grinding, I have less of an interest in that because like I wanna spend time with my daughter and my wife, enjoying the time that I have. Not that you can't enjoy the grinding and the hustling, because there is a there's a payoff to that, um, mm-hmm. right? But at least at this stage of my life, I I really just want to do my work at work and and then enjoy my family while I'm not at work. That's where I'm at in my life at this very moment. Let's talk about the payoff in in hustle and grind. Yeah. Do you see any rest in hustling? Like, is there potential for someone to say, I, you know, I really get a lot of rest and peace 
well, you know, I'm in the hustle. I'm hustling or whatever. I'm in the grind. I've talked to some people recently about, you know, flow states, right? Mm. You know, getting yeah. into a flow state. Yeah. I've, I've been in and since certain times in my life where, like, you know, I'd, I'd work till, you know, eight or nine o'clock at night or, or later and, you know, just just grinding, right? But you get you get in a space that, like, you feel productive and you, like, see movement in your work and it's challenging enough but not too challenging. And so that type of work can be energizing. You might not need that much rest because like you're energized by what you're doing. And so that's how, I guess, I guess you could kind of look at my time I spend with my daughter as like, you know, doing some sort of work. I'm, hmm. I'm watching my daughter, right? But it's, uh, but it's energizing. Not all the time, but a lot of times it's energizing. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that perspective is intriguing. The idea that, at some point, hustle and grinding can actually be a source of energy, depending exactly. on where it falls. Like, would being in a flow state equate to hustling and grinding? It can, yeah. Mm. Not necessarily, but it, it can. It can. You know, all the experience sometimes of getting so immersed in my work that it's the idea of, like, you're you're busy doing something and, like... Before you realize it, it's like, oh my gosh, it's five o'clock. Like it was, I just ate lunch and it's five o'clock. You know, mm. so you know where, where time just goes by so fast because you're so focused and immersed and energized by what you're doing. Or a grind can be just drudging along mm. too, where it's like, I, I don't like this. I don't like this particular thing I'm doing, but I have to do it in order to move forward on my goals or move forward on this project or whatever. So it can be, but it's not always. Yeah, there's an element of I have to do this for whatever reason, because it gets yeah. me to the next level or because I got to pay the bills <laughs> right, <laughs> or right. because I'm not content with where I am. And this is one way I can do something different, yeah. get in the grind. Yeah. It, it sounds like based on what you said too, that there's a limited amount of time in which one can spend in that, in that mode, just hustling and grinding. If it is, well, I have to do this versus a flow state. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And there's, you know, as I, as I mentioned with my daughter, you know, it's like an during the work week, it's an hour of time a day, basically, that isn't doing something else. And so you realize this as a parent, there's a limited amount of time to do things outside of work and family. Mm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, mm. It's it's just a uh, thing. the nature of being a parent. Or being human and living on this side yeah. of what time is, right? We only have a certain amount of time. Like what you shared actually highlights, can I actually have it all when I'm living mm. my life as a vacation? If I declare my life as a vacation, mm. does that always mean that I will be able to do everything I want to do? Well, there's a lot of things I want to do in my life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you you got to pick and choose the things that are going to have the biggest reward for you in your life. What's going to be the most energizing thing for you to do and with traveling and for me spending time outside in nature, it's like that's that's the thing that gives me energy is, you know, I guess bringing it back to like a flow state. For me, a flow state is about being in a space that I'm just so focused on what I'm doing. It's challenging. It's rewarding. And for me, when I go on like a hike, like a difficult hike, and I get to the top of that mountain or, or hill or wherever, I get the payoff. It was challenging. I'm like, oh my God, that was effing amazing. And now that I've got that payoff, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm physically exhausted, but like just mentally like so happy, you know? Charged. Uh, Is that a lot? That's alive. That's you experiencing that's alive. being alive. That's feeling, feeling alive, yeah. 
Yeah. Speaking of the mountain, speaking of the challenge, let's talk about this trailer. I'm curious, yeah. describe it. What is it? Is it is it an, an RV? I don't really know the differences. Is it one that you tow? Is it something you just pack things in? Yeah, so it is a it's a teardrop trailer, <clears throat> which so imagine like what a teardrop looks like. It's kind of what it, it's like. It's something you tow on the back of your vehicle. It you can't stand in it unless you're like four foot tall. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's primarily a place for sleeping. But in the back, there's a pop up kitchen. Like so, the the back comes up, and it becomes like a canopy that you to get sheltered from the weather, from or, or the rain or whatever. And you can. There's like a kitchen back there. So there's a faucet, there's a, a grill that you can cook on. There's a place to cut up vegetables. There's you know, like cabinets in there, wow. shelving. So there's, yeah, it's got the full setup, but pretty much anything you would need in a kitchen, you've got. And it's a pop-up. It's it's, it's one pop- that you- It's, it's a, the, the back pops up, yeah. Wow, and it has all of that. It does, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty unique. The specific unique. one I bought was, uh, it's called Bend Teardrop. They, so it's made out of Bend, Oregon, and they have the- what we really liked about this particular trailer is that it's it's like the only teardrop that we found that was affordable <laughs> and can fit like a family of four and a dog. In the sleeping so, quarters. In the sleeping quarters, yeah. So that's pretty big. Uh, I mean, it, it sounds big. Yeah, it's 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 big enough, right? It's there's kind of there's two levels to it. There's the main area which can fit like a king size bed. And then up can fit like a, a full size bed. <laughs> so this is not what I envisioned uh, at all. When you said trailer and you can tow it, I'm thinking, oh, like I don't know, something much smaller. But you can fit a king size bed and a full size bed. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They should look it up. I know you're not advertising for Ben Teardrop, but, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, uh, but it's what works. <laughs> but it's uh, it's what works for for our family. And yeah, I'm really excited to. We just got it delivered like a week ago. So so have you broken it, it in yet? We have not taken it out yet. It's been a little bit cold for camping, but we'll take it out probably in March Yeah, once it warms up a little bit. We're now getting all the gear for it, all the utensils, uh, gas, and the tools, and everything that we want to get for it. So That's so cool. I'm excited. I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing about your first time that you take it out and yeah, we'll do. how it goes. And I want to hear more about your skiing adventures too <laughs> while you're learning to ski. Yeah, with skiing, it's kind of funny. One of my friends out here works at a bank and they had like a grand opening of a new branch. And so they had like a big event where people from the community come and it was good for kids. And so they they were raffling off a bunch of things. So I put my name in and it was like really late in the evening and most people who had most people had put their name in had went home already, but we were still there. And so they they went through probably like 10 or 15 people that they called off that left early. You had to be present to win. And then finally, they announced my name and I won a pair of skis. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like right around, I think it was right after Thanksgiving. And and so I decided, hey, do I, do I want to get these outfitted or do I want to like, I don't know, trade them in for something or, you know, so... What I decided was, okay, I'm going to just go skiing, rent some skis, and see if I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if it's something I want to do. And just about two weeks ago, my birthday was at the beginning of February. We Happy birthday. 
Thank you. <laughs> a buddy of mine and my wife, I, I convinced them both to go skiing with me for the day. And so, yeah, I took my birthday off. We went skiing and I was originally pretty bad at it. You know, it's like just trying to, have you ever gone skiing? Yeah, I used to go with the family. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I would do like the, the pizza, you know. Yes. <laughs> that worked for like the very, very beginner hill just fine. Mm-hmm. And then I got on the first hill trying the pizza and I'm like, I'm just not slowing down. And I didn't realize this at the time, but my, my wife had gone skiing as a, when she was younger, a kid, a lot of winters. And I, I had no idea. So, Are so you she's serious? A pro, she's a pro compared to me. Zooming down those slopes. She was, she was. Wow. And so she gave me some pointers and the, the unlock for me was like learning how to turn because then you could stop a little better. And so I think when I first went and we did like eight or nine runs and Every successive run, I got better and better and better. Until the end, I was like feeling pretty confident. At the end of that day, I was just like, I was dreaming about, like, hey, when's the next time I'm going to ski? <laughs> <laughs> like, <clears throat> the so ski bug. I got the ski bug. And so for, for Valentine's Day, I had the idea of you know, my wife and I taking the day off to, to have a, a romantic ski getaway. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> while, our daughter, while our daughter was in daycare. So we did that Valentine's Day and yeah, I had, I had another blast. So it was definitely something I'm going to continue doing. You know, that's like, that's another thing about, about skiing is it's, it's difficult, but not as long as you're doing a hill that's suited to you, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not too difficult. <laughs> you got to find that sweet spot of like going fast, but not too fast. To be able to slow <laughs> so, down. My sister is a natural. We yeah. didn't grow up skiing. They went longer uh, than I did, she and her family. I joined them and went, I think, for what, five years straight. We would do it every February. I would join them every February or end yeah. of January. We didn't do any black diamonds. I know I yeah. did. Anyway, I should say I, I did blues, but it didn't matter how many S's I made. I was pretty fast. We could yeah. be on as steep a slope as is possible for our level. And she would just, she had so great control. You could just yeah. go down that mountain very easily, taking her time and enjoying this. I'm zooming down. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, but, but I'm looking <laughs> at her like, how does she do it? Quite a natural. Yeah, when you look at skiers who are, are good, they it, they just make it look effortless. Effortless. And it's it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Takes it's me a lot of concentration. Bad. It's been a long time. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You're in Texas, right? I'm in Houston, yeah. Yeah, so no skiing there's here. not a lot of opportunity for skiing. <laughs> Maybe water skiing. I've never done that. It's something I yeah. could take on. Yeah, yeah. I do have one last question for you. And now you've dropped a lot sure. of pearls of wisdom already. But yeah. just in case there might be more in the hopper for you, what advice would you give around living life as a vacation or anything that we've talked about? What would you want folks who are listening to you share about your life um, to be left with? Yeah, so I think what stops most people from traveling and, and living kind of life as a vacation is like, oh, it's too risky, or I don't know what I'm doing, or like, I don't want to look like a fool, or, or whatever, you know, whatever kind of disempowering words that they say to themselves, and, and just like, get off the pot and go do something, like try something new, right? You only got one life, just try something. You might like it. You know, I, I take the example of the skiing. I, I never would have done it had I not won that raffle. And then I was like, okay. And then I considered it. I was like, okay. Because okay. it was kind of like, oh, this looks difficult. It's probably this too steep little learning curve. And then I tried it and it was like a day and I'm like hooked. So if something seems too difficult to do, I guess my advice would be try it. Do it anyway. Do it anyways. Yeah. 
That's good stuff. It was a really great awesome. conversation. Yeah, likewise. Thank you, Antonio. You've been listening to Freedom Now Travel, Express Yourself. You just heard Mark Anderson give insight about making a vacation spot your place to live. He talked about starting a new family and sometimes how the hustle and grind could be a source of energy if you're in a flow state. Now, I'm more of a freedom and ease kind of person. And yet, from my conversation with Mark, I get how that freedom and ease can show up differently for folks who like the hustle and grind. Mark, by the way, didn't strike me as that person, although clearly a man of purpose and action who's doing his part to support committed couples and families spending time together. Love that he bought a teardrop camp trailer just for that purpose. He capped it off with some advice for us. Here it is again. Just like get off the pot and go do something, like try something new, right? You only got one life, just try something. You might like it. This episode was produced by Antonio Goodwin, your host, and Jonathan Murphy. Research and project support provided by Research Dynamo, Dr. Katrina Murphy. Be sure to subscribe, find us on any platform where you play your podcasts, or just Google Freedom Now Travel Podcast, and definitely leave us a review if you like what you hear. I hope you do. And by all means, share all of this freedom and passion through different kinds of travel with other people who, just like you, want to be inspired too. I look forward to being with you the next time. Ciao for now.